Hello and welcome to So You Think You Can Fanon. Please check the link tree in the description and see all of our beautiful, lovely, salacious links to listen to more. Thank you. A thousand years passed, and the Fanon crew did not read a single word. But on the thousand and first year, they did. And that day is today. Welcome back to So You Think You Can Fanon, and we're actually going to just read a fan fiction again for the first time in probably four months, five months. Just just like a regular random one we found. Not part of a series, um, not part of extraneous materials. I you are forgetting correct. becoming Lithrasir? Lif, oh, you're, you're right. right. You're right. You're right. Okay, we're reading one that's dumb. Yes, yeah. we're going back to what you think you can fan in year one. Dumb crack fic time. Yes. Hell yes. yeah. This one is going to be fun. I don't think there's a whole lot of preamble. I liked Archer's first season. I never watched the rest of it, so I have no opinion on the rest of it. Uh, Sergio really likes Dragon Age, right, Sergio? You, I think yes, you played I all of them. I love Dragon Age. And Kai has, I think, literally never even heard of Archer or Dragon Age until I've, this exact moment. <laughs> no, I've heard of both. I've heard okay. of both. Um, I had a friend who was really into Dragon Age and, like, watched her play it. Like, is it Kelsey? No, you can't dox her. Don't dox her. You need There's to so many Kelsey's Kelsey. in the world. You need to resend me Kelsey's Discord because I no longer have Oh, it. yeah, that's right. Okay, I'll do that at some point soon. Just remind yes. me later. Um, did, did she get mad at it? No. Okay. No, she just <laughs> liked. She just liked it. Okay. All right. So you, so you have, so you've seen her play it a little bit then. Yes. So you actually know something of Dragon Age, whereas you've never seen Archer. I've never seen Archer, but I've heard of it, and I know okay, a lot you, of people like it, but I don't know do anything know about it. What it's about at all? Even Nothing. Like a sentence. Okay. There's a, an asshole named Archer who is the main character. He is uh-huh. the son of the woman leading a spy agency, and it's a parody show. Everybody in the agency is a dipshit moron who is self-centered and egotistical, and they all deserve each other. And that's it. Think of, like, The Office, but with James Bond. I just remembered okay. my favorite Archer factoid, that the spy agency yes. that he worked for was called ISIS. And then once <laughs> ISIS became a thing, the beginning of like the season that aired that year, uh, there's like a truck ha- hauling away all the ISIS merchandise, and they're like, <laughs> "Yeah, the uh, we had to change the name." <laughs> Damn. <laughs> uh, yeah, Archer is an asshole. Um, he has a lot of weird psychological issues too, but he's just kind of a dick. And he gets in a lot of weird situations. That's all. That's all the preamble. I think you really need to know. I'm not sure there's any other characters from Archer that show up in this. Okay. With that, I think we're gonna we're gonna get on into here. Um, I'll do the summary, Sergio, and then you can do the notes, and then I'll just be narrating and playing Archer. Okay. All right. So we're gonna read Danger Zone by LMJ21. You like Archer? You love the Inquisition? Well, Krieger, somehow, don't ask, lands Sterling Archer right outside the gates of Skyhold. Stout Harding stumbles across him and assumes he must be an assassin. He is brought before the Inquisition for judgment. Despite their combined expertise, they've never encountered anyone 
quite like Archer before, has anyone, and struggled to work out what the hell to do with him, although the Inquisitor has a few ideas, only rated team due to some characters swearing and some implied sex. Now complete. All right. <clears throat> this is probably a little bit nuts, but I love both of these worlds so much, though it would be fun and challenging to bring them together. Here's hope there's at least one other person out there who would love to see Sterling Archer annoying the hell out of Colin. First chapter, The Judgment. I intend for four to five chapters in total. Updated. Ten chapters in total. Please enjoy. <laughs> that <laughs> ballooned a little bit. Also, you know what's really fucked up? This entire ten chapter fanfiction is half the length of one of the All Guardsmen Party chapters we read. That's unreal. That is so fucked up. Anyways. You, you, you know that means that we, 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 we could... Not tonight, obviously, but if we had more time... We we could have it in us to read it all in one go. I, I, I don't want to do that tonight. Not not tonight. Not since we. No, started I'm not so saying much. I ever no. want to do that, but I'm saying judging on the amount of all guardsmen like that we've done, we've been bred to read that much before. Yes, it's within our power. It's just that Although we're all guardsmen. All guardsmen just goes faster than other stuff because we're yeah. not actually like passing off dialogue and narration and crap like that. Except for the one chapter that had dialogue. Yes, except for that one, which was shorter. Anyways, uh, I'll be the messenger here at the start, and uh, Kai can be the leader. Sure. <clears throat> Apologies, Inquisitor. You're needed in the main hall. The Inquisition leaders looked up from the world map as the messenger entered. Is everything all right? Scout Harding's captured someone outside the keep. We, we think he's an assassin? Impossible. An assassin wouldn't be able to get this close to the keep without my knowledge. Liliana sounded confident, but her frown betrayed her concern. But he's definitely alone. You did say he, Colin intervened. The messenger giggled a little, a blush visible with the collar of her armor. Oh, it's a, oh, it's a female messenger. I should have had Sergio player. Oh, yes. <clears throat> yeah, yes, yes, he is definitely uh, he, Commander. Colin rolled his eyes as he and the rest of the Inquisition leaders swept out of the room. Whispers filled the hall, and the Inquisitor found her place naturally on the imposing throne, her advisors taking their places around her before she took a deep breath and faced the offender. She had been judging prisoners long enough to be able to conceal any disgust or remorse she may feel, but was wholly unprepared for having to swallow down a quick surge of arousal. She now understood why the messenger had blushed earlier. Standing before them, nonchalantly chatting to the guards, was a ridiculously handsome man entirely clad in black. He looked Tevinter, although he had no outward sign suggesting the usual wealth. When the group realized the Inquisitor was now waiting to begin judgment, they carefully pushed the stranger to his knees. He briefly objected, pulling out a nug from his jacket to avoid it being squashed, before acquiescing and looking expectantly toward the throne, seemingly unfazed by the ornate display of power. Uh, who should be Josephine? I'll, Kai, I'll take Josephine. Oh, okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, <clears throat> Inquisitor, this will be difficult to judge. We have, no have had no time to prepare. Perhaps we should simply listen to what this intruder has to say. Josephine began, attempting to create a sense of order from the peculiar tone of the event. Intruder! Hey, I didn't step foot inside this crazy theme park until you dragged me in here! You will have time to present your case, stranger. 
Josephine soothed. Her lilting voice and dark eyes were not lost on the stranger, who raised an eyebrow as he glanced at her appreciatively. Is uh, that a promise? The guards either side of him nudged him to draw his attention back to the trial unfolding around him. Oh, very well. The Inquisitor gave a small smile. Scout Harding, you were the first to apprehend the prisoner? Prisoner? What the shit? I was just an intruder literally a second ago. Intruder, then. And hold a civil tongue in your head, Cullen barked at him. Cullen's temper didn't improve as the stranger-slash-prisoner laughed and shook his head a little. <clears throat> Inquisitor, Scout Harding began, drawing the proceedings on. I was patrolling the perimeter with a small scouting party, and we observed as this man approached. Could he see you? We weren't hidden, but no, no, I don't think he noticed us. He seemed preoccupied. With what? Well, it seems a little silly, but as we watched, we could see he was chasing or at least tracking something. We took cover and waited until he was close before apprehending him. Did he resist? Um, no, actually. Scout Harding blushed now, and Colin's frown deepened at the alarming frequency of the blushes incurring in this damned room. He seemed happy for me to take him. Phrasing, the stranger interjected. He looked around for some approval or acknowledgement, and he found none, for he hung his head in shame and busied himself with petting the nug that was still nestling against him. And we brought him straight to you. The only bit of trouble we had was when he suggested we leave that pest outside, Harding continued, gesturing to the nug. What the shit is this anyway, a pig baby? The stranger asked, holding it up. What does a nug look like, Sergio? I have a picture in my head. I don't remember, to be honest. I don't know. I don't remember remember what they're talking about. Alright, I tasked Kai with Googling it and putting an image in um, the server so I can laugh at it more. The stranger asked, holding it out for inspection. Liliana gasped when she saw it more clearly, noticing its tiny collar. She... (laughs) Is it that bad? It's it's like a naked mole rat type of thing. It's going in general. Alright, alright, I'll see it in general. Oh, that's... It's like a hairless capybara rabbit. What the fuck? Yeah, I don't know what's up with this thing. I don't know if I like that. I don't. I'm I'm pretty sure I don't like it. I don't like it Uh, one bit. She ran forward to scoop it up. Yes? PS3 Nug can't hurt you, it's not real. PS3 era Nug. (laughs) Oh, God. I like this art. That's, that's pretty cool. Do you think that's cute? It's better. It's improved. Does, is it the like chubby torso or is it the the eyes? I don't know. I don't know what it is. That's right. cool. Is, I like the spots. Is that a pet nug? That is a, a, ch- that is a chocolate nug in the Heroes of Dragon Age mobile game. Oh god, a chocolate mobile game. nug. That sounds like a candy. Alright. Alright, back to it. She ran forward to scoop it up from the stranger, who briefly objected before allowing her to take it. As she did so, the Inquisitor answered him. A nug. A pug? Did you shave it? For the first time since his arrival, the prisoner began to look angry. Uh, Let's see, who was Liliana? Kai was Liliana. Oh, sorry, I was pouring my drink. I was hoping that wasn't me, but then (laughs) I guess I forgot. Then it was the only character you had. Why would I shave schmooples? 
Liliana cooed, petting at the now purring creature in her hands. Because apart from the... Let's see. Let's see. Who's Who is that here? supposed to be? Who's talking? <laughs> I think it's Archer. Because apart from the fact that it could clearly benefit from a little fur coverage to break up all that pink... I didn't... It seems a little irresponsible in the snowy wilderness to just, you know, shave a pug and throw it onto a damn blizzard. I didn't shave it. Liliana's voice finally raising above his. Phrasing, the stranger laughed again, this time a couple of spectators giggling along with him. But seriously, does that thing have like alopecia or something? Should I be worried? Could I intervene here to return this matter to hand? Said Josephine, placing a hand on Liliana's shoulder. Could you? This is our turn. I think that's what you. I said, could you? And then I think you have to speak, then, Sergio. It wasn't a question. God, this is, it sounded like a question. Enough! The Inquisitor bellowed over the now almost maddening muttering and giggling of the onlookers. Okay, I arrived at your freaking medieval ski resort and rescued a mutant pug, the stranger said, facing the Inquisitor, happy to comply. Nug. Exactly. So why exactly am I in trouble? Why indeed? Why would you just appear here? No clothing or documents to identify you with a specific ally or faction. I hope you can understand why we would be suspicious. The stranger shrugged at the Inquisitor's words. So, Inquisition, what do you make of this prisoner? Assassin. He is operating alone, wearing black. Josephine suggested. Let's see. Who is speaking here? I think it's oh, Archer. Colin, I think. It's Archer. No, oh yeah, it's Archer. Slightly darker black, actually. At least I think it is. It's really difficult to see in this light. What are you idiots using? Whale oil? He seemed to be addressing the guards who gave him slightly bemused looks. I'm not sure that he is an assassin. Oh, am I good? Am I good? Yeah, yeah you're good. good. This is, it this said is it you, disconnected yes. for a yes, second there. Okay, good. <clears throat> I'm not sure that he is an assassin. His papers state his name is Sterling Archer, which would suggest that he is a hunter. Liliana offered. A hunter? The stranger laughed. Why is that funny? She snapped her head up, still not forgiving his slurs against her beloved pet schmooples. What? Unless I came all the way out here to hunt hairless freak pugs, then I guess I'd be wasting my time. Do you not also hunt lions and wolves and bears? Oh, oh my he retorted mockingly before his brain caught up with his mouth and he realized what she said oh my my i mean seriously you have lions and wolves and bears here do you not colin asked seriously intrigued now as the stranger's origins well manhattan's not really known for its roaming hordes of apex predators maybe cougars really sure she knows what i'm talking about right he winked at vivian who sneered back at his familiarity so if you're not here to hunt, we can go back to assuming that you're an assassin and figure out for who. The Inquisitor was determined to solve this now before her entire party took against him. First of all, I'm not an assassin. Well, not today. Not exclusively. I mean, you're safe. Second of all, it's whom. And third of all, seriously, when can I see these wolves, lions, and bears? That sounds awesome. When you say, not today, not exclusively, I assume that working as an assassin is something you are at least familiar with? 
continued the Inquisitor, completely ignoring the second and third points. Well, duh, but usually I'm preventing the assassinations. Shit, why am I even telling you this? You've already taken all my documents, you can see it for yourself. True enough. The Inquisitor held her hand out to Liliana, who handed the papers to her. The advisors stood closely around to view and debate. The advisors took a moment to contemplate the documents. They were alarming in their strangeness, to put it mildly. The paper itself was brilliantly white and had an unnatural sheen. The stranger's incredibly lifelike portrait was clearly emblazoned at the top, so they were definitely his. Then the details themselves. His name, Sterling Mallory Archer. Is this name familiar at all, Josephine? The Inquisitor asked. Not at all, I'm afraid. I will, of course, make enquiries, but it's certainly not a noble or lesion name. I think Liliana was right to suggest that it may indicate his occupation, but he was so quick to deny it. Something doesn't seem right. He's too relaxed. I agree, joined Cullen. I'm honestly beginning to think it's all a misunderstanding. Perhaps we should contact local villages, see if any of them are missing an idiot. He was only half-joking, of course. Unless that's his plan. Lower our defenses, perhaps even act as a decoy while his allies attack? Lillian offered. We still don't know why he was here. He can't have known that Schmoople's escaped. The Inquisitor said, looking back at the annoyingly handsome stranger, who was happily occupied trying to converse with Scout Harding. The only clue is this emblem. It says Isis, and the paper itself is almost <laughs> otherworldly. Josephine reminded them. Right, we'll try to conclude the conversation with the stranger. Prisoner, reminded Cullen. Prisoner. Then we'll consult with Solus and Dorian. Between them, they'll have whatever knowledge of, of otherworldly finery we have failed to appreciate ourselves. She straightened herself in the throne and handed the papers back to Leliana, signaling that the investigation with the prisoner was to continue. The advisors took their places again, except Cullen, who no longer trusted Scout Harding's judgment as she stood, helmet in hand, laughing at whatever the prisoner had just said to her. Colin cleared his throat to get both of their attentions. <clears throat> Scout Harding at least had the sense to look embarrassed and made room for Colin to stand close to the prisoner. With the Inquisitor's attention back on him, the stranger smiled at her. Hey, beautiful, what else can I do for you? His normally charming smile and voice didn't seem to work as an audible gasp gripped the room. Do you have any idea who you're addressing? Leliana's voice dripped with contempt. Jareth? Who? The Goblin King? His eyes scanned blank expressions. Or Queen, whatever. He received a sharp, leather-handed slap to the face. Ow! Dick! Another slap. Colin, that's enough. The Inquisitor interrupted. The room collectively looked mortified. The Inquisitor calmed the tension with a slight shake of her head and a gesture of her milky white hand. She apparently found him intriguing, at least. Do you know where you are? She asked seriously. <clears throat> um, uh, Europe? Try again. Well, if I need to be more specific, I'd have to go with Ireland. What? I mean, you know, what with the leprechaun, the shitty fucking weather, and the all-encompassing misery. Plus, you're not exactly lookers. No offense. I meant what island? The stranger began to laugh, even as the Inquisitor sighed dramatically. No, I think you meant which island. Really hoping... Oh, wait, no, this is... That's, that's, I think that's Archer, yeah. No, I think you meant which island. Really hoping it's not Samurai. I'm not sure you understand how serious this is. 
Well, of course I don't understand whatever it is you cliquey-ass cosplay enthusiasts are working on right now. Did Krieger send me here to get the party started? He saw Scout Harding laugh and bite her lip. She knows what I'm talking about, right? Unless someone does. The Inquisitor huffed. Who's Krieger? Liliana asked, not missing a beat. I assume one of your creepy friends. He's a doctor. No, not a doctor. He's a scientist. Well, not exactly a scientist, but he told me he had a special project, hooked me up to something. I don't know. None of this shit usually works anyways. So next thing I know, I'm here. So I assume, as I've mentioned already, he has invited me to an increasingly disturbing cosplay experience with best case scenarios building towards an epic orgy of some kind. Worst case scenario gets all Wickerman. Although... I can't remember exactly how I got here, which is, you know, classic him, always with the pills or brain chips or the battery licking. Did he <clears throat> be another rebel magister like Alexius, working with time manipulation? Cullen asked, more in the direction of the Inquisitor, but the stranger took it upon himself to answer anyway. Only if that Alexius chick was totally incompetent, Krieger manipulates all sorts of whores, but I think time may be a force beyond him. The Inquisitor let out a loud breath, her mind briefly skipping over the many many ways by which her day could be going better. She ran her eyes over the stranger still on his knees, Cullen's gloved fingers flexing at his side, clearly waiting for another reason to exercise his authority. The Inquisitor's breath caught for a moment as she considered the two men, then she cleared her throat and stood to approach them. A tense buzz filled the air as she made her way towards them. Once she stood in front of them, she ordered the guards to pull the stranger to his feet. She stepped forward, hoping to intimidate him with close eye contact, but instead found herself staring at the solid black wall of his chest, so tried to discreetly step back again, blushingly addressing him. I don't think there's much point in continuing this conversation here. So, uh... So you can relax for now and let the guards take care of you while we decide what action to take. Well, I'd, uh, like to... Not we, you and me. I mean we, the Inquisition. You are my prisoner, remember? She puffed her chest slightly, hoping that Cullen was appreciating the show of command as much as the prisoner clearly was. Am I? The stranger replied, voice dangerously low and close to her. She raised her eyebrow at him, forgetting for a moment that she was surrounded by spectators and hoping that he would continue. This is our <clears throat> Let's see. Uh, Oh yeah, this is, this is me. You've got nothing, huh? Okay, well, if you really want me to say it, ask me again where I think we are. Where do you think we are? She swallowed as his piercing blue eyes swept over her. Just a special little place I like to call. And then he leant further forward still, only slightly caught by the guards on either side. Danger zone! As the words left his lips, Cullen swung into action, restraining him further, calling out commands to the surrounding soldiers to bring the prisoner to the cells. The stranger was hauled from the room, brow furrowed, and muttered, What the shit? under his breath. The Inquisitor did not move until the action had ceased and she could feel her pulse slowly return to normal. One part of her lamented that Cullen had to show such force, denying her the opportunity to openly ogle the prisoner. He was definitely a prisoner now, further. The more logical part of her, the part that wasn't desperate to follow his bulk to the cells and continue what they had started, frowned for a moment in concern. He had said that they were in a danger zone. So perhaps Liliana had been right. Maybe he was an assassin, perhaps even a decoy. The realization would have been far more troubling if she wasn't so looking forward to her opportunity to interrogate him privately. Being the Inquisitor had certain perks. Thus thinking, she made her way to her quarters to change into something a little more inquisitorial with which to make an impression upon a prisoner oh my god 
this was like a blast from the past. The lineless okay, uh, writing, the difficult. The next chapter has on. lines. Yes, the next yes, chapter has lines, basically. But I have to say, the writing is pretty spot on. This is exactly what would happen if Archer just showed up <laughs> out the outside of Skyhold. <laughs> I also I figured it was accurate. See, I find that like the that uh like Archer's like like uh i guess like attraction field that he has around him that uh like just makes all the women swoon for him is really funny to me because from the outside looking in archer is so cringe i, I know like He's like like you like you know like if it. archer was real none of this would work I know. Oh my god. It, it can only work as a cartoon. It can yeah. only work as a cartoon. Alright. I need I need opinions. I don't I don't think Sterling Archer is like that ridiculously handsome looking. I guess he's got the generically chiseled features. What 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 do we all say together? Does he emit an aura of uh, of attraction? No. I no don't think so he's like too perfect if that makes sense yeah i know he looks like an action figure right like yeah like because i was trying to say what is the closest thing to starling archer in real life and like i thought like henry cavill and henry cavill is pretty attractive but like they're not the same look wise yeah 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 like Archer's what happens if you're like, what does a good looking guy like? Like 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 you ask like Chat GPT, what does a handsome man look like? And it spits out a picture of Archer. Yeah. We yeah, could do no, that actually. We could. We really could. We could be like, yeah, give me a picture of an attractive man with black hair and blue eyes and see what it split spits out. We could. I'm sure we could. But we should probably instead actually continue reading. Yes. All right, chapter two, demon or god. Morgan's theories about the Illuvian mirror seem to be coming true as Sterling reveals more about his origins. Colin is obviously unimpressed. Uh, see, I'll just do the notes. This was a long time coming. I'm finding this quite challenging. I have plans for another two chapters after this. As always, kudos and comments. Very much appreciated. See the end of chapter for more notes. The sound of rushing water was almost deafening in the cell Archer had been housed in, and as Cullen arrived back to attempt to interrogate him, he found the prisoner looking decidedly unhappy, hands clasped over his ears. Cullen called to the bars, Prisoner, are you unwell? No response. Cullen sighed and signaled for a guard to open the door of the cell so he could approach him directly. Prisoner, you do not look well, Cullen stated when he was close enough to speak more gently. No shit, Archer glared back at him. Cullen raised his eyebrows before persevering with his questioning. I think I'm going to give Cullen to Kai so I don't talk to myself for the next five minutes. Okay. My name is Commander Cullen, leader of the Inquisition's forces. And you are? Sterling Archer, world's most dangerous spy, and I am freezing my balls off. You can at least give me your fun fur. That's not going to happen. Cullen pulled his cloak tighter. You attached to it? Not physically oh i get it was your first kill first labor shit is the nemean lion all the time sterling tried reaching for the garment to be swatted away by cullen's gloved hands i have no response to that a laugh emanated from a dark corner of the prison sterling strained to see who had mocked him but his view was blocked by cullen's armored form 
My guards have informed me that you are carrying a substantial amount of weaponry and ammunition. I would have you explain your intentions. My intentions? My intention is to leave here without suffering permanent hearing loss. Colin smiled a little, deciding to humor the man crouching pitifully in the corner of the cell furthest from the waterfall. Yes, well, our renovations haven't stressed this far, I'm afraid. Most prisoners are dealt with rather more decisively than you. Few find their way here. I hope th that your situation resolves itself quickly also. Do you think that will be a problem? As in the final problem? Excuse me? Because if the closeness of that yawning abyss is supposed to be some kind of veiled threat, then spoiler alert, it wasn't enough to kill Holmes, so I'm pretty sure I'd survive it. What? No, there are no veiled threats here. I will regretfully have to begin using real threats if you don't become a little more cooperative. In what way have I not been cooperative so far? Seriously, is this a joke? Do I need to roll a six or something to rejoin the game? This is the shittiest LARPing experience I've ever heard. May I remind you that you are a prisoner here? Duh. So I would suggest that you adjust your tone accordingly. Cullen's face scowled, threateningly close to Archer's. And I would suggest you... you do not adjust... Wait, I had something for this. As Archer screwed his face in concentration, still scrambling for the correct words, footsteps signaled the approach of another visitor. His eyes roamed the form of a dark-haired woman in a wild combination of feathers and loose fabric, breasts partially visible beneath swaths of material and what looked like a bikini top. What the hell was wrong with these people? Were they endothermic? Lady Morgan. Cullen greeted her. Have you come with any news of this man's allies? Alas, no. Your recruits have performed a very thorough sweep of the grounds. Nothing. But I am not surprised. Something seemed unusual. Noteworthy, even, about his credentials. Cullen, have you considered the possibility that this man may be telling the truth? With the alluvian mirror housed within Skyhold itself, it was always a matter of time for another world collided with ours. Which is exactly why I cautioned against keeping the damn thing here. Cullen's voice rising with exasperation. Hey, hostile work environment, Sterling interrupted, smiling winningly at Morgan. Never mind. Cullen sighed, admitting defeat. If you wish to question this man, then be my guest. He and his enormous cloak withdrew from the cell, but stayed outside to watch the interrogation. You've made quite the impression, Sterling Archer. Morgan's voice was suggestive and warming, without the faintest trace of irritation. Sterling shifted a little, pleased to hear he'd made an impression. I wonder if you could enlighten us to our, your origins. For example, who is Krieger? You know, I'm starting to wonder that myself. His new jailer was far more welcome than the previous man who loitered at the door, scowling and biting his lip. All right. Morgan continued. If you are sure to who sent you here, perhaps you could give me an indication as to where you're from, or more importantly, when. I could, and perhaps you could give me... Sterling's eyebrows raised suggestively. That's enough, prisoner. Show respect for the lady. Colin's voice prodded through the bars. Fine, Commander Cockblock. Mm, I guess the time would be just before lunch. Let's call it 11 Z's. Morgan smirked at the stranger's misunderstanding. His face was handsome enough to compensate for his slow wits. And the year? Why? What year is it here? Dragon, 942. On the Gregorian calendar, idiot. His words were rude, but his smile smoothed in the offense. So you record time differently. This is most intriguing. 
You have been sent here by a superior being. <laughs> Krieger? Superior? I don't think so. If anything, it's me who calls the shots. She frowned, unsure. Calls the shots? She shook her head. It's an idiom. I'm in charge. It's me who directs them. Them? To who do you refer? Shit, everybody. Morgan's eyes widened for a moment with the possibilities, her throat drying and eyes flashing. Her excitement rippled from her as she leant closer to him for inspection. I would welcome the opportunity to question you further, perhaps in more genial surroundings. Morgan made a flourish with her hand, indicating the dank cell, but kept her bewitching eyes fastened to his. And I too would welcome more genial surroundings. That is, if Rum Tum Tugger will let me leave. Morgan laughed. Uh, of course, I look forward to your further cooperation. She tried to flatten her smile, unwilling to appear too eager. And by cooperation, you mean sex, right? Mm, I think it's open to interpretation. Her words trailed behind her as she left the cell briefly to negotiate with Cullen. Sterling watched her seductive form as she sashayed away. He could get used to this game, after all. Voices were raised at the door, Cullen clearly taking exception to whatever information Morgan was relaying. Don't be ridiculous. Commander, you must allow the possibility. Absolutely not. There will be a simpler explanation, and until then, he can stay in there. I would exercise a little more caution, if my suspicions are correct. Make her preserve me. I cannot believe. I'm not asking you to believe, yet, but if he has to come to us via Illuvian, then the likelihood is that we are dealing with a demon or a god. Demon or god? Whoa! Sterling shouted, punching the air with his fist. Really? Cullen sighed. There was nothing mysterious about this man in his eyes. He was just an idiot. Well, we will no doubt discover soon enough. The Inquisitor wants him released, and she's keen to assess his abilities herself. Morgan clearly had the final word here. There was more grumbling from outside the cell door before Sterling was bathed in light once more. He stood, flexing his numb limbs, an impressive vision that was not lost on Morgan. Come on, prisoner, prepare yourself. The Inquisitor wants a demonstration of your abilities. Cullen gestured for Sterling to leave his cell, which he did, taking the time to scan his eyes over Morgan as he passed her. Morgan smiled back before leaving the dungeon. Sterling moved to follow her, but was blocked by Cullen's armored arm. Tread carefully, prisoner. Um, isn't it an offense to manhandle deities? Sterling needled. Cullen just huffed and began to walk away. Cullen, Sterling called, the commander already retreating. Cullen! Still, he did not turn around. Cullen! He was up the steps, almost out of the dungeon altogether. Cullen! Against his better judgment, he paused, hand on the door handle. Cullen! What?! He matched Sterling's volume, but was surprised to see that the man just laughed. <laughs> I just wanted to hear you roar. There was no response other than the glare and the slamming of the door. As his laugh subsided, Sterling felt his skin prickle as the awareness of an intruder came to him. He reached for his underwear gun and spun on his stalker. His usually precise movements caught off guard by the extraordinary appearance of the creature. What the? Sterling didn't finish before the creature leant forwards, breathing hot air over his face. Horns twisted from the creature's skull, and one brilliant blue eye inspected him, the other hidden beneath a black fabric eye patch. From the edges, frayed, knotted scar tissue was just protruding, adding to the strangeness of his appearance. If it weren't for his clown trousers, Sterling would have been far more terrified. Nice piece, 
bowl compliment of Sterling on the wait bowl. Oh, who's I'll be, who's, I'll, I'll, I'll who's be Iron Bowl. Bowl. Okay, you can be Iron Bowl. Nice piece. Bull complimented Sterling on the redundant weapon in his hand with a nod of his head. Uh, thanks. He did not lower it. So are you going to stand there threatening me all day, or are you going to be smart? Little column A, little column B. To his surprise, the creature grinned and nodded. I can see why the boss is keen to get you to know you better. You could be useful. Bull stood back again to his full height, pleased with the effect this seemed to have on Sterling. Come on, we'll go meet her now. Oh, and just so you know, I'm this world's most dangerous spy. Well, sure. I mean, your cover's extreme. What is that, like, dermal implants? Dude, respect. You're totally committed to the cause. You consider a more subtle approach, I suppose? I usually just go with a fake mustache. Stop and face about these. Bull tilted his head, horns bucking. God, you're such a pro. Don't even break character. Sterling put his underwear gun again away, and he was happy to be led away from the roaring water. This is very fun. This is extremely this is, entertaining. This is a good time. Mm-hmm. I wish I knew more about Dragon Age so I can enjoy it even more, but how, how do you feel, Kai, knowing nothing about Jack about either of these, really? I mean, it's pretty entertaining. I don't really know what, like, most of these people are supposed to look like, but whatever. It's all right. Yeah, it could do a little better with the, the visual descriptions. I think it would be much funnier if it was from Archer's perspective in some ways, but it's also so, so funny from only the Dragon Age character's perspective that he's just this handsome re moron, this this himbo coming out of nowhere. Yes. Anyways, though, I think I think two chapters is fine enough to pause on us. Yeah, I just and... Think I think that, uh, um, I, I think, I think two is fine. Yeah. You know, it's kind of funny that you brought up, uh, Dragon Age, or brought up this Dragon Age uh, fan fiction because I have been, uh, like most people, waiting for Dragon Age 4 since, uh, uh, we're, we're going on 10 years now with, uh, oh my God, waiting no. for Dragon Age 4. Because Dragon Age Inquisition dropped in 2014. It was, like, one of the first, like, games i played like when i first built my computer as dragon age inquisition was on the list because uh, i was wow. really big into dragon age my shitty laptop uh couldn't play dragon age inquisition i mean it could play dragon age inquisition at like for like shit revel resolution at like 15 fps like what it's like it's like it's like if kai got up in the morning and then like uh didn't put his glasses on and then <laughs> life was really choppy that's what dragon age inquisition looked on my shitty laptop um Ouch. and i i recently saw some people say that like apparently a lot of people don't like dragon age inquisition which is weird to me because i thought like everybody like enjoyed it because like i enjoyed it um, yeah i thought everybody liked that one the most uh, i I, I, I will say though that uh Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off that. No, go ahead. I, I was just curious if it was ever like divisive or something. Uh, cause yeah, that's my uh, that was my because I was I was seeing on Twitter there was like a, a a good contingent of people who weren't a fan of it. Um, hmm. and the one thing I'll say is that Dragon Age Inquisition, it's kind of like a product of its time because it's pre breath. It's a pre Breath of the Wild open world game, and I feel like it really comes into that thing of like an open world with a bunch of stuff to do but it's not interesting like is that stuff that you like want to do like i very specifically remember um kotaku part putting out an article 
like after the the game came out called PSA get out of the fucking hinterlands because people were would get into the first area of Dragon's Inquisition the hinterlands and try to like 100% it but the hinterlands is all like tutorial quests so it's all a bunch of boring like get the the fuck get the farmer his fucking pigs back and stuff like that and looking back on it there was so much like stuff that was an in inquisition that's like i don't want to fucking do this like you ever play that like in an open world game where it's an open world and there's stuff to do none of it is interesting it's just like stuff to do mm-hmm. if that makes sense it's just things not content yeah it's just like oh yeah there's fucking 60 cubes on the map you have to go like complete them and then there's like nine thingamabobs that have puzzles that was some of like like that was some of the like i guess like issues i would say with dragon inquisition and it had a lot of stuff like that um Mm, fetch quests and puzzles to find that were just like basically just like kind of check boxy type objectives the the kind of mini menial shit that just makes it really hard to enjoy for the most part yeah that kind of stuff because like uh uh, as you, like, did this stuff, it, like, leveled up the Inquisition, and you would have to get, like, uh, to, like, certain Inquisition levels to progress to the main story. So it just kind of mm. devolved into just doing the bare minimum so you could continue with the main quest, because you didn't want to sit down and, like, go through all of the no, fucking fetch yeah, quests. No, that's that's not good. That's really not good. I see why that was, uh, done, though. Hmm. Yeah, like I said, it was it was like because this this came out around I want to say this came out around the same time as Watch Dogs. It, it was it was an era I think that we were getting like a ton of like these open world games. Um, yes, it was, that it was I all very steamy open world games around that time. It, yeah, it was it was back in the day where it's like, all right, we're making a sequel to something. What uh? What are we gonna do to up the ante? And it's like, oh, I know. And then they took the the open world sticker and they smashed it on there without any like idea of how to like make that like an improvement. Same thing with like Mass Effect Andromeda because that came out you know after it and it was like, yeah, this is Mass Effect, but it's open world. Yeah. Also, I love how you said a pre Breath of the Wild open world game. I had a conversation with Kieran where I said there were so many games that took so many of the formulas from Breath of the Wild and just took it and, like, basically copied a lot of them. He was like, what? So just because a game has, like, a gliding mechanic in it, does that mean it was a copy of Breath of the Wild? Is Far Cry 3 a copy of Breath of the Wild? It was such a menial conversation, because I think it's undeniable how big an effect Breath of the Wild had on video games around that time for open-world design. Yeah, because I I think Breath of the Wild finally, like, solidified, like, it kind of perfected that kind of open-world game design, where it's an open world of things that you actually want to do. Because I can tell you that in Dragon Age Inquisition, other than the optional dragon fights, there was nothing in that game I wanted to do. Once I finished the story, I was like, I'm done. Cool. Not playing this game again. Hmm. And and I and I and I think that's a big issue. I think with open world game design, um, in some modern games of just like packing a, a a game full of content to be like, oh yeah, look, it's got a lot of content. It's like yeah, but do you want to finish it? 
Like, do you, do you want to actually, actually play, like... Probably no. Because, like, Assassin's Creed fell into that into that trope, even though I think, like, the Assassin's, Assassin's Creed Origins onwards uh, has really great side quest writing, but there's just so mm -hmm. much to the point where it's, like, I know it's good, but, like, I've been playing for 100 hours, man, and I want to go do something else. Yeah, I'm done with this, bro. Hmm. Like it just comes to a, a point where where the, the length bloats to such a like a point where even if the game is fun and the core gameplay loop is great, it just you know it just drags on. Like just you really just like you not, just stop having yeah. fun. You're just you're just done with it at that point. Yeah, there's a certain like length I think you need to make ga games that where you need to cut things off right at the point where the player stops having fun to prevent them from yeah. you know. It's like right not when the player starts to think, I'm done with this game, I'm not gonna play it anymore, that's the end of the game. Like that's you you beat the final boss, then you're like, oh well, that was that was good. Right where it needed to stop. I agree though. I also have a very interesting um uh experience with Dragon Inquisition when it comes to like romancing like a character in a game. Um uh, that I don't think I've had with any other games um, that I find to be interesting. So, you know, in this uh, in this fan fiction, we were introduced to a character named Josephine, right? Yes, yes. Yes. So, obviously, like, you know, before playing drag before playing most, like, Bioware games, I would look at the... Like, I would go on the wiki and I'd look at, like, the romanceable options. And I'd try to figure out which one of these characters looks interesting to me and who I want to romance so I can get that going, like, when I started the game. And I saw Josephine. And, you know, she's this pretty dark-skinned lady and i'm like yeah, yeah yeah so i i open up drag inquisition and i'm like all right i'm gonna i'm, I'm gonna romance this lady and then i realize she's so unbelievably boring and i'm stuck with this Ouch. thing where it's like i don't like any of these characters the one lady that i find super attractive is like a boring like plank of wood and then about halfway through the game um you, there so there's a there's a character in Dragon Age called named there's a character in Dragon Age named Cassandra and Cassandra is like a like short uh short like dark-haired pixie cut like stalwart stoic knight that you were introduced to in the second game and I thought she was like fine but I was just like uh she's just kind of like I'm I'm a girl boss or whatever but there's a quest that you get like in the middle of the game where she reveals to you that she's a big fan of the romance novels that the dwarf companion Varric writes. And she wants you to get his autograph for her. And <laughs> like immediately I see this new side of this character where she's got like some vulnerability. It's a weakness. A cute. And I was like, Human? Cassandra, Humanity? I have, I am falling for Cassandra and I romance Cassandra. And that was, the right option. The romance was really sweet. And I was like, it was just like interesting to me. Cause that was like the first time that ever like happened in like a game where it's just like, Oh, I thought I was going to fall for this person. But in reality, it was this other person. It was just like real life. I've heard the writing is generally one of the stronger parts of dragon age. Uh, yes. Um, true. Yeah. The, 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 the like, 
Uh, this was like peak peak Bioware, I think. Um, Dragon Ages one through three, and like Mass Effect one through three. This is when they were like at their best. I think their character writing and especially their like companions were really really well written. Hmm. That's awesome. I wish I missed that era of Bioware. I know exactly what you're talking about with it. Yeah, and then uh, Dragon Age Inquisition is also notable to me for uh, Iron Bull because the Iron Bull romance is really, really funny. Because uh, <laughs> a- after after you have sex with him, Cassandra op- like Cassandra opens the tent and and Bull's just got his fucking cock out, and it's very it's very like uh like 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 he. Like, like, you know, she opens the tent, she's, she's like, oh my god, it's, it's large. Because <laughs> the whole time he's like, yeah, you ready to ride the bull, baby? You ready to ride? And I mean, Iron Bull is like, he's like a seven foot eight, like, big horned, sexy demon man himbo. Hmm. That's really funny. I like that a lot. Iron Bull is a big like he reminds me of Nick almost. I I, th- I think if Nick played Dragon Age, he would really like flock to Iron Bull. He would he would be like, "This is my guy." The, he, the he, guy he is our guy. Talk. Trademark. <laughs> well, I think that's a. Uh... All we have to say on the on the situation with this. This is a fun fic to read. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was this all was right. A, this was a very fun fic to read. I I recommend getting into into Dragon Age. Uh, you will if you take like three years to play all the games. Uh, Dragon Age Four will still be ten years out. So I yeah. think you'll be good. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, is Archer canceled or did it finish itself? I can't remember. I Archer think was it finished itself. Okay. Concluded, I should say. Uh, yeah, it was. It, it was. I think it was a good conclusion to what I heard. Yeah, I think I, I think I heard it was a, a good conclusion too. Anyways, uh, I love the audience. I love you, audience. Thank you for listening. Dang, join our us, rare loving. Join us next time on uh, fucking Fanon Ball Z when we, I don't know, go to Appalachia and get moonshined. Okay. Okay. That'll be fun. Also, I just, before we end, uh, Archer Empty isn't cancelled. It's still going. Oh, damn. Well, well, alright. We're wrong again. We're never right on this podcast. It's the wrong, <laughs> so you think you can wrong say the wrong thing podcast. So you think you can wrong. <laughs> so you think you can wrong. Alright, well, goodbye. Bye. Bye.